Welcome everyone. If you've tuned in on Twitch, you already hear us talking about our Big May Madness. I'm Frank and I'm joined by John, Matt, James, and Al. And we're going to be talking about our favorite arcade memories. It's been a while. I don't know if you could tell. Oh, and we also have a baby. Yes. We've commandeered a baby for this. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have any opinions on arcades yet, but I mean, assumably he will one day. Right. Well, he's, he's not here for the arcades. He's just a non-pro baby. <laughs> like, the it's studio like just him, and he's just he's being raised by the non productive crew at this point he's he's the non-pro baby i feel bad for any baby for raised case. by us yeah thanks that no i'm, one, I'm all in on this i am all in on this us joint raising a baby we found um, <laughs> let's do this okay i have a resume for uh for being a godfather if you want to see it he does i've actually seen this resume uh it is not good John is not well equipped, even for the most minor of responsibilities. But we're not here to talk about responsibilities. We're not here about talking about all the crushingness that's happening in the world today. We're taking a brief break, mental health check-in, uh, and we're going to talk about a contest we had been doing um, kind of randomly in the middle of May, deciding we're going to talk about our favorite arcade games. Uh, specifically, the first controversy was that we had to narrow down gaming a lot. Because the original. Uh, do you remember... Um, how this uh, got originally pitched for like best video games, and then like first thirty suggestions were console games from a few years ago. Really? No, yeah, there was a lot of console games being suggested. The, the problem is that's like sort of doing a contest about a uh, best movie. Oh yeah, you wouldn't get any. You wouldn't get anywhere. So we had to narrow it down to make best arcade games, and then we had to narrow it down even further and eliminate things like skee ball and pinball for the most part those are all moving on to the discord we're, we're focusing on best arcade video games and i'm pretty shocked about what got knocked out in the first round what is the biggest upset do you think from the first round of our competition i really thought king of fighters would make it yeah i knew, I knew king of fighters was going to be out i just knew it because it came so low, late in the announcement round, and there were so many other fighting games that it was up against. I, yeah, I didn't think it was going to make it. You know what? I'll say disappointed, but not surprised. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I'm at. I'm, I'm completely not surprised, but I am disappointed at uh, oh, cough, lack of taste of uh, <laughs> people. Uh <laughs> What is so good about that game, and why do you, we think it got knocked out in the first round? Wait, who did it lose to? Turtles in Time. Uh, I mean... Right. Well, Turtles in Time is a classic, and King of Fighters is a... It's one of those things where it's popular in the genre, but if you're not in the genre, you don't know it. I think that's... I think it's like a big fish little pond thing. Wow, uh- John is a lot more generous than I was. I was going to say it lost due to uh, it's uh, Turtles in Time is a very basic kind of choice. It's a very uh-huh. safe choice. Uh, it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah, I remember I had this arcade game. So that's that's why I think it that's why a big reason why I think it lost. But like in terms of why it should have won in terms of King of Fighters. I mean, it's I mentioned this in the fan club, but it's very significant. 
uh, beyond just like the genre of fighting games, just like the international appeal, like outside of Japan. Like I mentioned, how like how it's a huge part of Central and South American video game culture, and you could have a, probably a whole entire discussion about why uh, KOF uh, and SNK games are it big is. down there. Now that you uh, mentioned it, yeah, it is there. When I watch the tournaments, there's a yeah, there yeah. is a big South, like yeah, like Colombia and Rio. Yeah, they're really big into, and they have really good players. Yeah, oh yeah, they're like their strongest competitors. I think even more than Japan at this point. Um, and, I mean, just the fact that like you wouldn't have a lot of stuff in fighting games today if it wasn't King of Fighters. Like you, I don't think you would have like Marvel vs. Capcom if King of Fighters didn't do 3v3 originally. Uh, and uh, probably like things like... Um, uh, but just like things like the character designs, like you mentioned this, John, like how like SNK character designs are just so iconic uh, and definitely an inspiration for a lot of things. Here's my thing. Uh, at the risk of us, <laughs> we don't want to come off saying <laughs> yeah, casuals. Yeah, okay. Casuals are the ones that vote. <laughs> uh, I'll say it. Okay, John will definitely say it. But like, I, I looked back into the, the the round in that game. It's game thirteen, and actually, you know what? There aren't a lot of impassioned uh, arguments for Turtles in Time. I think maybe Dave got the closest by actually, you know, picture of the cabinet in his break room. And clearly, we all have like some fond memories of it. But uh, it's interesting. I think this is one of those ones where just where it fell in in the competition. And like the fact that Turtles in Time, for some reason, came out before in our competition before uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I do think there's a little bit of confusion uh, on people which game they were voting for. And certainly there was an idea of like, well, we don't want to, you know, we want the Turtles game that I played so fondly to come forward. But it's not until well later that the Turtles game actually gets some impassioned arguments, and that's for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not for Turtles in Time. You know, whatever. This is a friendly competition, but people were wrong. <laughs> people were wrong. Disappointed. Matt is, I think, like offended, like deeply, <laughs> like like to his core. Like, how dare you? Like, girls <laughs> offended. Matt can be offended, but I'm one of those filthy casuals. I just don't have a huge relationship with the King of Fighters franchise. And I, I do have a big relationship with Turtles in Time specifically. Not maybe the earlier TMNT game, but, you know, it just makes sense to me. I think Turtles in Time is the best side-scrolling beat-em-up of all time. Al, you haven't said anything in a while. What game from our first round that you did you think was devastating or surprising that got into the competition at all or surprising that it left? Most of this kind of went the way I was expecting. A couple of them were kind of weird, but the Mario Brothers versus Dig Dug. I didn't expect Mario Brothers to go. Like, I expected the name of Mario to, like, carry enough weight to at least bring it to the next round or at least beat Dig Dug. But yeah. Dig Dug has been, like, this dark horse that, <laughs> that is just, like, going again and again, and now it's up against the Danky Kang. And, like... If it takes out Donkey Kong, it just took out the whole... It just takes out Mario altogether, right? It takes out Nintendo yeah. arcade games, yeah. I certainly oh, wow. didn't expect him to beat Centipede, but Dig Dug did that too. That was... It's, they're, man, they're a dark horse. Don't count them out. 
The Cinderella story. Are there any other Nintendo games still in this? Hold on a minute. I'm going to do a quick look. Yeah, Donkey Kong. I think that's it. Oh, no, wait. Is there anything else? Punch-Out's still in? I thought Punch-Out was still in. Yeah, Punch-Out's in there. And And Punch-Out's great. Punch-Out's great, but I don't know if it's going to be Galaga, to be perfectly honest. Punch-Out's just so unique. Right, like, what a unique experience playing Punch Out at the. I feel like we're not supposed to be talking about this round yet, but you know, the two screens, uh, the the innovation, like, it feels like Nintendo in an arcade cabinet. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why Punch Out is having such a long lasting thing. Is Nintendo's got this history of innovation, being interesting with their games, and like Punch Out not only does that, you know, with the game and the gameplay, but with the arcade cabinet and its style. Mm. So for me, I think the, the Venom for Dragon's Lair was my favorite moment. <laughs> we're going we're to transition into like arcade conversations, I think, in a second. But everybody remembered and hated Dragon's Lair. And I honestly, <laughs> that first part, remembered, is what I thought wasn't going to happen. I didn't think anybody was going to remember the game. But everybody has this kind of like this cheap, cheating piece of crap game doesn't deserve to make it and i love that (laughs) yeah i'm honestly surprised people remembered dragon's lair but yeah but it was incredibly i you mentioned like it was delicious salt really just like seeing all because like i and that definitely is something i agreed with because dragon's lair was Completely unfair by design. Oh, Dragon's there looks beautiful, and I think that's why it's memorable. But it's awful yeah. to play. It's not fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Not at all. Not in any way. Yeah, but I've wasted so much money on that game just because, like, it's truly a waste. Even if I only put in <laughs> a couple of dollars, there's no point. I might as well just hand my money over to the arcade and walk away. <laughs> we'll use this as a segue to actually get talking about arcades themselves, because that's what part of this is. It's a celebration of a time on by that you know by maybe for valid reasons you can't there aren't as many arcades anymore many of them are kind of niche although that makes them a lot cooler in my opinion uh but there was definitely a moment in time arcades existed and they don't it doesn't exist right now uh and uh so i'm gonna uh, i'll share one of my my fond memories it's about dragon's lair or about the arcade where i first played dragon's lair i think it was called the arcade was uh the plaza game room it was on Route 46 in probably Little Falls, New Jersey, or it could have been Totowa or Wayne. It's like that. There was a big stretch of malls. It used to be by a store called Bradley's, which went out of business a long time ago. Was replaced with Caldor, which went out of business a long time ago. I think now it's a Coles or something. I don't know why I remember that. It's now the the place the arcade used to be is I think now a um, a GameStop. At least the spirit is still there, but man, that place was the ultimate in '80s arcade. Dark walls, neon colors, every like with like a neon racing strip. I think or basketball games. Like I think in the foreground, there was this vending machine that looked like a chicken. The chicken <laughs> would lay an egg. Oh, that's cool. I still remember it. Uh, and there was along the right hand side, there was a rampage machine. Rampage was my go-to. It was the only one that I can consistently play amazingly at. And uh, behind that, for time, it didn't last very long. On the, the right side wall, there was a bunch of uh, pinball machines. But like around that area was Dragon's Lair. And no one could explain to me how to play this game. 
the tutorial said like there's a light and you move the joystick when you see the light. I never even saw the light. I have no idea whether this whole thing was just a, a, a scam. I would spend hours in that arcade, either like sitting at Rampage or maybe a few other games that I was like great at, trying out The Simpsons, Turtles in Time, Dragon's Lair, the pinball machines, uh, or all the way in the back where Paperboy, for some reason, was right by the, the party room where they would have birthday parties for lucky little kids. I never got one. That that was my memory. That's my thing in arcades. It's it was a babysitter. How people say TV is a babysitter, or kid or people use TV as babysitters. That's definitely true for eighties kids. But also, uh, if you had to be like a remote babysitter, you were left off in the local arcade with like a handful of quarters and say, "You better let it last because you're not getting more." It's weird what you could get away with at the time, which was just leaving your kid off somewhere and like they're fine. Like they'll they'll be they'll be exactly where I left them when I come back. I was gonna say arcades for me were a big part of my shore experience. Mm -hmm. So my family would travel down the shore every summer. So he's very excited about it. Um, they traveled down the shore every summer, and we didn't have. I think we have a solution for our comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> We need audience interaction. We just have the non-pro baby in the background. As long as we're like just a rattle or something, and I, as a as a performer, I feel better with the reaction <laughs> sounds from non-pro baby. <laughs> but yeah, so we would go down the shore, and there weren't like any arcades like near me in the hometown, right? Like maybe there were a couple of pinball machines in bars or something, but I couldn't go there. So down the shore was really it was it until like ddr machines became popular and stuff started popping up in malls you know and very quickly as a kid i realized that like getting tickets wasn't a very effective way to spend my arcade money i rather get it you know not get anything and and play a game you know get some sort of you know emotional achievement out of it and that's when i started playing like arcade games you know turtles in time the simpsons you know, the the ones that we find very memorable. Yeah! Good observation! Yeah! I, my, my arcade experience is very similar to James in that it's, it, it is exactly like going down the shore to like to Fantasy Island or other parks like that and just hanging out in the arcades. And like, I have vivid memories of uh, The Simpsons being the first arcade game I ever beat as a child. And, you know, rest in peace, Simpsons. It, it was defeated by Mortal Kombat, but deservedly so. Um, so I'm not mad about it. But, like, man, that very similar experience of just, like... I, but I remember being a kid and being like, why can't I win tickets for playing these games? Why do I have to play the skee-ball? Like... I do also remember having that yeah, thought. Yeah, that was like, my exact same thought get, as I well. I get to be good at this. Wow, all these pent-up... All right. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I think as soon as you got your first eraser for like three weeks worth of work, <laughs> you didn't care about tickets anymore. <laughs> there was the joy of beating a game or beating someone else. Let's talk about fighting games real quick. Oh my god, ooh, Don, ooh, ooh. Matt. Yeah, I was gonna say that like segues nicely into my arcade memories. Like, I, like, yes. Like, for me, again, it was down the shore, specifically Wildwood Crest, the boardwalks there, and also, I guess, Wildwood proper. 
but my my most distinct memory was playing uh, Marvel versus Capcom, the original one, um, and then some older person, like around like a, a maybe like a teenager, like around an older teenager, uh, came up and with a with 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 his friends, and he they decided to play me. Um, because I figured, okay, yeah, just like an easy win. And I ended up beating that kid like two or three times in a row. And like the the the, the, the older kids like friends were just like having like having a ball just laughing at him. And it felt so good. Uh just pretty much embarrassing this teenager as like <laughs> an, as like a ten year old. We all enjoy embarrassing teenagers, let's admit it. And honestly, that's just beautiful. <laughs> That's just like they, that's the kind of that's the kind of crushing defeat you could deliver to a foe. It's just chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, none of you, have, except for Frank, have seen me in arcade. But arcades bring out the worst in me because <laughs> I'm a very, very, very bad loser, and I am not the best fighting game player, which is a bad combination. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Because, like, it, it's still, like, I went to, um, there's places in the city that have, like, arcade nights where people will bring a bunch of console game, a bunch of consoles and, and um, play fighting games and tournaments. That's pretty much where the culture is right now. And I went to one in December, and this guy just kept beating me easily on Street Fighter V because I, I never played Street Fighter V. So he kept doing this one thing I didn't know how to get around, and I the rage of like two decades of not playing in an arcade came back, and I really wanted to punch him. <laughs> and it's the the only time I, not the only time, but like re, yeah, pretty much the only time I ever feel violent is in an arcade. <laughs> it really is impressive. He gets like, and then like the quarters start to stack up because like you like. You know, you put your quarter down to say you got next, and it, it, no one is happy. Everyone's <laughs> just very mad about doing this. It's the most fun to be with a friend who is not doing well but cares way too much about it. I have two arcade stories. Go for it. The one was, uh, I guess, Matt. It, it, it might. <laughs> I wonder if it was you. It was. I was at the Menlo Park arcade, and I. I think it was, it may have been Capcom versus SNK, um, two. And there was this kid, he was like, I was, I forgot how old I was. I was like either a teenager or maybe my early twenties, probably a teenager. And there was this kid was on the game and he was beating everybody. He literally had like a 30 game streak going because he was using Vega and nobody could beat him. And he was finishing everybody with the super. Everybody <laughs> with the super. So the older, the older Asian kids, and like not to get racial, but the Asian kids really don't like losing. Oh, they, no. they would like they couldn't beat him, and they were getting mad. Mad. Like the older kids were getting, and I really, really thought they were gonna find him in a parking lot. <laughs> Like I was uh, by like the thirtieth when I was like genuinely concerned for this kid. <laughs> Cause 
just the way they were looking at him was like, well, oh, oh. kid, maybe you should take one for the team. Maybe, maybe you should take a dive. <laughs> It's one of those movies. It's like Raging Bull, but for <laughs> arcades. Yeah, and like the future mob kid. guys were losing money and they were getting angry. I was like, kid, I really was like, kid, maybe you should, uh, you know, I think you've proven your point. And I'm one night gonna... I had a streak like that going and it was on uh, Alpha 3 and I was using Blanca and I just, I don't know, like, I because I'm not, I I can't do combos, but I'm good at knowing what, how to fight people. Yeah. So I again and like I had like a thirty gate because like the more the matter people got, the more they kept using Ken and Ryu, and Ken and Ryu suck against Blanca. So the more the matter people got, the more I won. Hell yeah! And yeah, again, it was those same faces. It was. Yes. Eventually, I lost because I got bored and I my my uh, attention drifted because I kept winning so much. It just became too easy. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not gonna like start saying I'm, I don't want to like overdo oversell it. I do think you can learn something for being in an arcade and like having these experiences of either losing and having your 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 ass handed to you or just you know some confidence in actually being able to to your own i think there's a little bit of like socializing that happens that we kind of miss out on um but i i won't forget the time and i'm not good at fighting games like i was somehow magically in the zone i think i was playing tekken 3 Mm. (laughs) something ridiculous and i could not be beat but to the point where like i was pretty certain i was being like punked something like, were, like that my controllers weren't actually doing anything because i didn't know really anything i wasn't like i hadn't prepared any particular character it didn't matter which character i picked up and played just no one could put a dent in me and it was just one of those days never replicated just a moment where i just could not be touched by anyone everybody was like oh yeah you're you know you're really good at this you must have been practicing and i'm like I'm pretty sure my controller set to automatic or something. <laughs> I'm, I'm play. I am controlling the PC character. But yeah, it. Those are great moments. One thing I do want to share. My, I, I think to be fair, my earliest arcade moment, and I don't know if this is going to be like. I don't know how relatable this is. My dad ran um, a uh, deli convenience store in Patterson, downtown Patterson, New Jersey. Like he had pretty much everything in the store. It was like it was a there was a deli there, but it was also a grocery store. It was basically a bodega, but it was like bigger than that. Get to give you the best idea of what this place was like. Along the side, there was room for like three or four arcade machines, and they would change over time. Like, Pac-Man was definitely the machine that was there probably the longest. It's the thing like my mother would like park on it. My sisters, my older sisters would do it. My father would. Everybody would love it. The thing that was incredible to me, and I like, it doesn't fit in my brain. Street Fighter, and it was the original Street Fighter. When that came out, it was in there, and my father, who is not a person you would ever picture playing a video game, would sit there and just beat up all the neighborhood kids came by <laughs> because he had been there like the whole day. And I, I remember the guy who ran the vending machine for us came and would you know take the change out every day or week or whatever it was would open up the door and for those of you who've never seen the inside of a, an arcade machine um, 
Um, there's like a little like the place where the change goes in. There's a little like like a paperclip like wire. It like triggers, and if you hit that that paperclip down, it counts as a credit. Literally, he would take the money out. And I'm the little kid who's you know, the the owner's son. He'd whack that little wire 40, 50 times in like a hundred credits, and say, "All right, enjoy." And you could sit there and play. And my father would sit at the Street Fighter machine instead of running his business. <laughs> throwing <laughs> fireballs at people and every time he did it people were like what just happened it was like very early just released no one knew what the hell this was supposed to be and i remember that was like the most impressed but there's i have no documentation even my father doesn't remember it They're like yeah pac-man i'm like no the other game he's like mm, pac-man <laughs> no there was another game yeah, no, that's very because that's where I first started playing Street Fighter was in a um in a pizza place in Rawway, and it was one of those like super like I think you're all too young for well maybe like when it like the weird modified Street Fighter games Street where like Fighter you get those fireballs. You huh? talk about a uh, Rainbow Edition. I don't know what it was called, but it was like you could throw fireballs in air and you could jump I, off the oh top of the God. screen and come back up the bottom. Like there was lots of different versions, but they were all just really weird and had weird game setups. You could f- literally fill the screen with fireballs. You could throw them unlimited. You could float. You could teleport like all sorts of weird stuff. Yep. Yeah. My uh, uncle ran like a billiards room um, back in the back like years ago. And he had a, like had some arcade machines, and one of them was called Street Fighter Two Rainbow Edition, and it was exactly what you talked about. Like he could like, like 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 Ryu could like throw fireballs, but like it like he shot out like three at once, and like Blanca he could do like his electric attack, but in the middle in the middle of the air, and he could go across the screen, like while yeah. doing it. And for the longest time, I thought I I thought. It was something that my mind made up. I thought it was like just like a, a figment of imagination, some kind of like false memory of a street of a Street Fighter game being able to do that. But then, like some like years later, I saw on the internet talking somebody talking about uh, Street Fighter Two Rainbow Edition and like just describing the exact stuff that I recalled. I was like, "Holy crap! It did exist! Like it was real." And they were all different. I don't know how they were all di- like. I don't there know was who was like, making. So many different like hacks or whatever, kind of like how like 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 Mugen now, like there's so many different like hacks of like different arcade games and stuff that like and all like different characters. So yeah, it's probably yeah. just like basically like modders basically just have like having a having a go at like the code or whatever. And you can and you can like just say and nobody knew what they were actually saying because nobody knew there was no internet and nobody spoke Japanese, so you were just <laughs> saying what you approximated it to think and like early well-intentioned racism yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i'm glad there wasn't social media back then because i was like no this is this is fine right no i'm just i'm like oh he's saying tiger tiger we all say hyper (laughs) hyper 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 and all you bitch oh you bitch (laughs) I forgot oh, yeah. about that. 
we were just saying whatever our like Rorschach minds approach like connected with oh the my one. god i forgot about that oh you meant yeah that was that's what oh my god but no what matt was talking about is definitely true there's like half remembered things that you're like no no this thing don't you remember and nobody else does and it was in the days before the internet you had no way of confirming <laughs> Just yeah. lived your life, hoped other people experienced it, that maybe you're friends, and then afterwards, maybe you would find somebody who knows what you're saying. I mean, that's why I can't, I never call Ryu Ryu, and I know it's supposed to be Ryu, but for years of my life, we all said Ryu, and I, like, I can't make my mouth call him Ryu. So we have our Sweet 16. I'm going to go through it real quick right now. Um, and we actually haven't even begun the comp- co- competition for Sweet 16. It's going to start after this podcast. Our Sweet 16 and the, the fights that are going to happen. Street Fighter 2 Turbo versus Turtles in Time. Ooh. There are no more Turtle games. It's only Turtles in Time. I can't imagine Street Fighter losing, but like, especially because it's not like this isn't a, it, it represents a street fighter franchise, but this is the only one we've really said by name, which street fighter we're talking about. I think this is a tough one, but I think we're going to see the end of the Konami games. Maybe this round. Those beat em ups. I, I, my thing is, is that I don't know how many casual people played fighting games versus beat em ups. Because I think that's what it's going to come down to. How much nostalgia do you have for the Street Fighter franchise versus uh, like Turtles in Time? Because anybody could pick up Turtles in Time and kind of go through that with enough time and enough quarters. You like Street Fighter Two, you had to get good at it, and not everyone yeah. wanted to get good at it. You actually, you actually kind of had to get good at Turtles in Time too, because there was a, it was a trick. Like you had to get good at figuring out how to throw foot soldiers. Yeah, I, guess, was, I don't think I've ever figured that out very well. But there's not, not a lot of people left. There's we'll, we'll get to one of the other ones later. But I I feel like this has always been the king of beat 'em ups for a long time, and Street Fighter is the king of fighters. Uh, damn it, not what I meant, but you get what I mean. Uh, I think it's difficult too. You know, something that throwing me off here, I guess, is uh, you know originally I would have said that the existence of it on consoles and its longevity in life there should mean something. But with the early exit of Mario brothers, I wonder if that's, you know, if our, the audience is really taking it into account. No, what is my experience with this in the arcades? And then at that point, it might just be that, you know, turtles in time, because it was a property that was more widely recognized, you know, was in more arcades. So more people played it. Uh, and I think it, and both of them have home home console ports to, to talk of, you know. So it's we have about fifteen minutes and fifteen more to go through. Let's go. Got it. <laughs> Marvel versus Capcom franchise, the entire franchise. We're not specific. We're not saying anyone that may or may not be the greatest. And the Mortal Kombat franchise. I think this is incredibly difficult because I love the Marvel versus Capcom games. Like Mortal Kombat is iconic. Has a video game and nothing else. I'm gonna say it's. I'm gonna say Marvel versus Capcom, just for the fact that like I think a lot of people had more fun playing Marvel versus Capcom, yeah. Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal it's Kombat, the fun. arcade was very in, in the arcade. Like Mortal Kombat games, once you get past the idea of like oh it's blood, bloody and violent, it wasn't really exactly that much fun to play. But Marvel versus Capcom, 
it's so uh it was a, definitely a lot more fun to play and also it's just very iconic for arcades when you have like the the yipes the yiped speech and um all like the different various memes that come out of marvel versus capcom and yeah. uh i think i i'm gonna say like it'll it'll it's gonna be close but it'll be mvc Honestly, I think I, I like as an adult, I had more fun with Marvel versus Capcom. Like looking back, at the time, Mortal Kombat was everything. I told you guys, I, I left the movie, Mortal Kombat movie, and my friends and I went and bought the cassette. That is <laughs> sad. <laughs> the soundtrack, no, this the soundtrack, like pretty much was a watershed moment in my music listening because I had never. That that soundtrack opened me up to so much music I never would have listened to before, like goth metal or whatever. I don't even know, like typo negative shit like that. I never. <laughs> now would we're moving on. The House of the Dead. Te- oh, okay. This is time crisis franchise. I we couldn't have planned this better. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, House of the Dead versus Time Crisis. That's rough. I actually like the the uh, helicopter game they made, but um. You know what? I think Time Crisis is the better shooter. I I can't disagree harder. <laughs> I, there's, I mean, no, I totally, I I totally get arguing the other way. Yeah, I think, I, think I fall House of the Dead here. I I'm gonna join with John and say Time Crisis. I'd say that, and I I do, and I recall seeing a lot more Time Crisis machines growing up than House of the Dead machines. It's hard. I like them both. Like I really don't. You know, I had a blast playing both of them. So I, I think I, I really don't want to keep doing this, but I do think House of the Dead for the casuals, it's, it's, it's much more like you can get into this. You could sit down on a date and play this game and it would be fun. Crisis, you had to interact. You had to dodge. Yeah. I think that makes it more interesting. I don't know. I, I, this is, I think, more difficult than it seems. Yeah, it's, it is hard because, like, it's, they're both very well done games and it comes down to like, I think the flavor, uh, which one do you like better? And I think that's really the, what it comes down to. Yeah. All right. Next is Galaga and punch out. I honestly, I think Galaga is one of the few of the, that style of game that survived. I, I kind of wish we had put all of those in one category just to see the best of that, but yeah. you know, that's not how seating worked and we don't really get paid to do this. So who cares? Um, yeah. Yeah, Galaga, it's better than, in my opinion, better than Space Invaders, better than Centipede. And I think it's more interesting. I'll give you this. Yeah, it's, I think our only, like, boxing game is, is Punch-Out, but, like, how is that, I don't know, it's not much different than a fighting game where you're only playing a computer opponent. I, uh, I'm iffy, but I think Nintendo's leaving, I think Nintendo would be leaving this round. Yeah, I'm with you on it, Frank, because like I, I too would say Galaga is better than Space Invaders. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. I, have, I love Galaga. I think it's amazing. All right, let, we're back on the classics. Top of the list, Pac-Man, all the Pac-Man, this Pac-Man, Pac-Man versus Space Invaders. Um, I don't think anything. I think if you're if you're a nostalgia person and you're only picking the thing that's most playable, I think Pac-Man edges out Space Invaders. Right, space. I like all of these games, like Space Invaders and Galaga, uh, Gal- and, and Galaga are, are were really hard for me. 
Um, there was a time when I was really good at Pac-Man. Um, I think, I think Pac-Man just like, re- like really hypnotizes people. So I think that's probably the more popular one. Yeah, and I think there's an aspect of some of these other games where they kind of blend together because they all got the space theme, right? Yeah. Someone confusing Space Invaders and Galaga and maybe even Centipede to a certain extent. Uh, but Pac-Man is Pac-Man. It's just weird. Uh, next on our list is Dig Dug and Donkey Kong. This is going to be incredible. If Dig Dug beats Donkey Kong, I don't know if it's stoppable. I yeah, feel right? bad because I have absolutely no connection to Dig Dug at all. I I think I've played it like once on like someone's table like cabinet, like coffee table cabinet. Like I have no interest in Dig Dug. And like obviously Donkey Kong I've played a bajillion times. So I don't know. I mean I'd go Donkey Kong, but does someone defend Dig Dug to me? It's fun. It is I don't know. It, it. I wouldn't. I'm just. I'm kind of surprised it got as far as it did. So I would. I'm going to continue to be surprised if it, if it pushes past. But uh, Cinderella, Bomberman, Cinderella story. Yeah. It, if it gets to the if it gets to the final four, it'll lose. It's not going to win. Dig Dug, you don't think? Dig Dug, no. I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I think it's, I think what it has, I think it has a chance. I, I think you underestimate Dig Dug. I think you do. I think that if it makes it to the final four and like Galaga and Punch Out, either of those do, then there's going to, there's a type of booter who's only going to be picking the thing that was in a cabinet in the early 80s. And that's what they're going to pick on. Yep. All right. X Men and Bomberman. I'm surprised Bomberman made it out. Especially against Defender um, and actually Puzzle Fighter. How the hell did Bomberman make it this far? I thought I was like the only person who gave a damn. When you told me, I was like, "What?" I was uh, I was mad about Puzzle Fighter. Puzzle Fighter is the one I'm offended by, but I kind of get it because for so- it wasn't as big as Bubble Wobble. Like I, I can say that, but yeah, it's good. But it was up against Bomberman. It definitely was better bigger than Bomberman. Bomberman was huge. I remember, like, I was, I remember that Bomberman was a thing when it was out. Like, there were, like, tournaments and shit. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, one of the first really big, like, multiplayer games where you could get, like, a bunch of people playing together, like, competitively, like, instead of just, like, one-on-one. So I feel like that's definitely an appeal to it. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised, and I don't know if I don't know if they'll be able to get past X Men, but it's definitely a very good run. I'm surprised it's X Men and not Children of the Atom. I really did. I I mean, I think there was a little bit of mix up for the two X Men games and the two Turtles games, um, to some extent. I mean, X Men was good. It was good, but I, I thought I really did think Children of the Atom would make it further than. And X-Men did. Well, it, it's the same it's the same thing with um with King with King of Fighters is that like fighting game people are very passionate and they're not representative of gamers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like they're not representative of the gaming community overall. 
They're a strong. All right. I, I wonder how many more uh, chips we could put on people's shoulders. Yeah, started really? casuals and then fighting game people or not gamers. Wait, wait, but we're not even talking about fighting games right now, are we? Like, no, X Men is the beat em up. up. Yeah. Yeah, he brought up Children of the Atom, which after which is probably second after Turtles in Time for the best side scroller. We got Dungeons and Dragons, Shadows Over Mysteria, which I it's one of my fondest arcade memories was pumping quarters in until I beat it. I don't know how I got rich. It was at Fun and Games, which I think Matt brought up. Fun and Games. The Are, oh, you mean sports and games? Sports and games, sports and games, you're right. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dance Dance Revolution, which I tip my hat to it for being such a unique game that I never played. I think it's this is DDR's to take, um, especially if you were my generation in middle school or high school. DDR was all the rage when we hit when arcades hit the malls, right? So let's say grade school was. Grade school was my, like, you know, down-the-shore arcades, but high school was the malls, and there was a DDR machine in every mall, and for hours. Hours and hours and hours, and you would jump on and off with other people, and you'd make new friends, and I don't know. It was just... It was just a unique experience I've never really experienced playing, like, any other, like... Just regular arcade game, you know? Yeah, that would like bring together a crowd. Like an actual yeah. like a dance competition. People like people would get gather together and just like watch yeah, people going at it. People hooting and hollering and getting excited, like you know, all for a video game, you know. Because you could watch it. You could really watch it. As compared to like these other games, like you'd only you'd only get like four or five people around a cabinet, right? But DDR, because the people had to be spaced out because you were watching the people jumping around and doing things like everybody could see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand from like an academic standpoint, <laughs> like I can't honestly, like if I had a home machine, I would not want, I don't know. I, I, I get it. I totally get it. I get it, but I just, it's not my thing. Like, I, I don't, I can't see anything standing in its way, at least in this division, uh, and possibly even out of it. I don't know if it, yeah, I think if it's up against Space Invaders, Pac-Man, Dig Dug, or Donkey Kong, it will have some kind of competition. But, uh, yeah, I don't think it's, I think, I don't think D&D is going to put up that competition. I don't think X-Men or Bomberman is. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, this has been fun. I like reminiscing about good old days. Thanks, guys. This has been yeah. swell. So, any last thoughts before we sign off? Anybody want to have uh, share anything about uh, arcades in general? No, we're not done yet. There's more to come. Yeah, there's more to come. We're, we've I'm got another. Excited. We got another live show coming up on Thursday with comedian Calvin Fido, which is going to be awesome. We're also going to talk a little bit more about the the Discord only competition we're doing for pinball machines and like more modern. Uh, uh, arcade machines, uh, which is, I think, Luigi's Mansions to lose, to be honest. Such a good game. Uh, yeah, like, follow, subscribe. I've never seen a Luigi's Mansion cabinet. But okay. every, every Dave and Buster, you and your wife have to get off your, your pedestal about this. Go out as soon as they reopen. Bring a non-pro baby. There's probably going to be more than one. <laughs>
All right. Uh, yeah, like, follow, subscribe, do all that stuff. Thank you all pa patrons for being patrons. And uh, we love you. Stay safe and strong. Good night, everybody. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.